Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It's your girl, Cy Brown. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. I think I'm actually going to the doctor today, right after today's show. I think I have bronchitis. I don't know if it's because I've been working out every other day, and I try to cover my head. You know, when you leave the gym, I go at 6.30 in the morning, and I try to cover my head. Um and I guess maybe it didn't work, maybe my resistance is low. I have no idea what it is, but um, I woke up like last Friday with a slight sore throat, and I, I just actually got my tonsils out like maybe two years ago. Um, to any woman that wants to lose a lot of weight, get your tonsils taken out uh, because <laughs> you can't swallow and you can't eat. So for nine days, I ate no food. I probably lost like 15 pounds. Um, but I was always prone to sore throats and earaches. Like a little kid, so I had to get my tonsils taken out. So I think it's odd that I get a sore throat every now and again um, because I don't have tonsils anymore. But I woke up the other day with a slight sore throat, and I'm like, uh-oh. And then, you know, I started the little cough. And then Saturday I told you all I was at the Go Green Expo, and then I went to Harlem with my friend. And I bought, like, this over-the-counter medicine, and the coughing hasn't stopped. And now it's moving into my chest. So I'm like, ugh, this is definitely not a good sign. So off to the doctor I go after to write, like, literally, I'm getting off the air and heading right to the doctor. Um, But anyway, (laughs) I'm so sorry. I don't want to cough through today's show, but I did just take medicine, so it shouldn't be too bad. Just give it a second to work. Um. But I hope everybody's week is going well so far. It's kind of rainy here in the New York City area, kind of glum and kind of, you know, the weather's not that great. But it's all good. You know, we press through and we, you know, we have a great day anyway. Um, Well, you know, today is Tuesday and we're talking politics for the full show. Um, There's a couple things I want to talk about today. I definitely want to talk about... President Obama shaking Hugo Chavez's hand, which I just don't get what's going on with that. I I, I do get it, but, you know, I think this whole thing about our president is to try to mend all of the broken relationships that we've had with people. And so I, you know, I don't think it's such a bad thing, but evidently a lot of people do. Um, Cheney slammed Obama saying that, his overseas trip is disturbing. I just wish he would go someplace and sit his old butt down. I was going to say something else, but you know I couldn't because this is a very family-friendly show. Um, <coughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. But, um, yeah, I wish Cheney would just go someplace and sit down because he's really starting to work my last nerve. But anyway, yeah, he called President Obama's overseas trip disturbing. You know what? Poo-poo on you. Stop being a hater and uh, just deal with it. But I think having our vice president, our past vice president, you know, just getting on TV and, you know, it just goes to show you his ego. President Bush has just, you know, let me fall back into obscurity. I'm not in office anymore. I'm here in Crawford, Texas, chilling with Laura. 
let me ride this lane out, ride this baby, and Cheney just will not go away. And it, I believe it just speaks to the fact that he was really the one that was running things all along because his ego just won't let him sit down. So that's how I feel about that. So today, we're, oh, but I've got some great news too. Eugene Robinson wins the Pulitzer Prize. I'm going to read like the little blurb about that. I am so godly proud of Mr. Eugene Robinson. I am such, I've been a fan of his for a while anyway. Um, really upstanding guy, and he's a brother, so that makes it even better. But um, yeah, he won the Pulitzer. He found out Saturday, he said it this morning on Morning Joe, that he found out Saturday, he got in the car, you know, called his, you know, let his wife know, and it wasn't until 20 minutes later he realized he didn't even know where he was driving. So how cool is that, that he uh, he didn't even know. He was just so excited. And the Pulitzer, for those who may not be aware, is like the highest honor you can get in journalism. I mean, it's it's just, it, I'm just so proud of Eugene Robinson. And my husband actually digs him too, so that's that's pretty cool. But um, let's just jump right into Politics Remixed. It's your girl, Cy Brown, where every Tuesday we rethink how we do and view American politics. We're talking about today Obama shaking Chavez's hand, and we're going to just give a big congratulatory big shout out to Eugene Robinson. It's your girl Cy Brown right here for liferemixradio.com. As we proceed, This is the one boy, a.k.a. DJ Rabbit, representing Rabbit Productions, hanging out chilling with my girl, Cy Buggy. That's right, Cy Brown on politicsremix.com. Say word. Word. That's my boy, Dewan. Not the one who does our Bible study on Thursday, but the one who uh, does, who's the show's engineer. <laughs> my other, I've got two Dewans in Atlanta, so it's hard to distinguish which one is which. But anyway. Let's just congratulate Mr. Eugene Robinson. I'm going to try to get him on the air. I would love to have him on the air just to talk about how he got to where he is, how, you know, just what he was feeling when he found out he won the Pulitzer. Um, but before we jump into that, just a big shout-out to Reg VIP who joined us in the chat room. Big shout-out to everybody. I forgot to say that the chat room is now open, so the chat room is open. And definitely you can hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash life remix. Let me put that in the uh, chat room right now. Twitter.com forward slash life remix. www.twitter.com forward slash life remix. Okay, there you go. What's up, Reg VIP? Thank you so much for checking us out right here on Life Remix Radio. Um, and we, as always, we're always taking calls. 347 633 So on that note, let's switch gears, pull right over to Mr. Eugene Robinson. Again, I'm going to try to get him on the show hopefully this week. I know he's probably pretty busy. But anyway, 
This is the official press release. Eugene Robinson of the Washington Post won the Pulitzer Prize for commentary Monday, but the newspaper's lone award represented a much smaller haul than the six it earned just a year ago. Robinson received journalism's top prize for his columns about the presidential campaign of Barack Obama, the first African-American to win the nation's top job. Robinson, a former foreign correspondent and assistant managing editor for the paper, also is black. After winning the award, Robinson told colleagues gathered in the Post newsroom that he was particularly pleased to have won for his coverage of the biggest political event of my lifetime and one that has personal meaning for me, end quote. According to the story on the Post website, Last year, the newspaper, a unit of Washington Post Company, won six awards, its most ever, including the commentary award for business columnist Stephen Pearlstein. This year's other winners included New York Times, which won five Pulitzers, including one for breaking news coverage for the prostitution scandal surrounding former New York Governor Elliot Spitzer. The Las Vegas Sun won the Public Service Award, and the LA Times won for explanatory reporting. So, I mean, it's just a whole lot of um, a whole lot of love going around, but especially for Mr. Eugene Robinson. Just really quickly, Reg VIP, I see you put in the chat room. How are you? I said at the top of the show, I've I've had better days. Today is uh, a tough one for me because I think I have bronchitis. I um I am heading to the doctor as soon as I get off the air. Um, they're probably going to give me some type of an antibiotic or something. I don't even know, but whatever they're going to give me, I need them to give me a double dose as soon as I walk out because this coughing is not pretty and it's not fun. So, But thank you for asking. Anyway, thanks for asking how I'm doing. Uh, but I want to really, you know, I'm so opinionated. I have so much to say. I, I really have to talk about this whole situation with um, our president shaking Hugo Chavez's hand, and I'm still trying to figure out like what you know what the big brouhaha is, because when we look at <clears throat> the reputation that our our country has especially as it relates to Cuba. I'm saying Cuba, I don't know if it's Cuba, you know, I'm a New Yorker with our accent, but when you look at all of when you look at all of the facts surrounding Cuba and how our relationship with them has been strained for for more than my lifetime. You know, we've had a bad relationship with them for more more than I've been around. You know, I'm born in the early 70s, but when you look at it at what point um what point do you say enough is enough? And a lot of people are saying, and even Eugene Robinson, which is why I included him in the story about, you know, shaking his hand, even Eugene Robinson said, you know what, he could appear to be a little bit more firm. He could appear to be a little bit more angry. But I think, you know, this is the same person who, and we called him, well, MSNBC called him No Drama Obama. I think it was Chris Matthews who nicknamed him No Drama Obama. And <clears throat> by naming him No Drama Obama, everyone knows he keeps his cool, he's kind of mellow, he doesn't really, you know, create a big brouhaha, but he, he, he knows his stuff. And I think if we can go by how he's handled himself in the past, we can kind of gauge that he may have a handle on what he's doing. So for us to 
critically analyze, you know, Michelle Obama touched the queen. Barack Obama shook his hand. I think a lot of the problems that we're having exist because we live in a 24-hour news cycle. If the news was reported at 7 or 8 in the morning, maybe once again around midday and then maybe at 6 and then 11, things like this would not be as pressing. But because we have to fill the news from 8 to 12, from 1 to 6, from 7 to, you know, 10, and then all through the middle of the night, we have to find things to talk about. And it's because, I firmly believe it's because of that we start talking about nonsense, absolute nonsense. But I'll just read to you um, a little bit. It's a very short piece from what I saw online from Huffington Post. Huffington Post is one of the many blogs that I read. I read Politico. I read Fox News. I read The Daily Beast. I read a bunch of them. Um, you know, subscribe to news feeds, everybody. If you're not sure what news feeds are, Hit me up at sb at cybrown.com. News feeds are the best because it allows you to peruse important stories that are relevant to you without, you know, spending hours and hours surfing the Internet. But anyway, let me read to you this little piece that I found on Huffington Post, and I actually posted it on Twitter, and I posted it on Facebook. So if you're not following me on Facebook, I welcome the opportunity for you to follow me on Facebook. All you got to do is plug in my name, and you will definitely find me. Let me get right into this piece. Oh, but before I do, let me say hello to Mushmouth. Thank you so much for joining me in the chat room. It's so good to see we have so many guests in the chat room. So thank you very much. And by the way, Mushmouth, I love the um, red, black, and green flag that's in your profile photo. I'm all for the red, black, and green. So I love it. I'm digging it. It's all good. Um, Okay, let me go back really, really quickly to go back to this piece on Huffington Post. But in the meantime, hold on, everybody, because I just, I was just on Twitter and I sent a tweet out about the article and uh, I lost it. So give me one second and I'll pull it back up. That's the beauty of live radio. <laughs> That's the beauty of live radio. Just as just as a quick sidebar, Timothy Geithner admits that banks aren't lending enough, and that's the lead story as of 12 noon on um, Huffington Post. So in case anybody's interested in following that, we talked about that a lot on the show. I mean, for months we talked about this whole banking um this whole banking thing. But anyway, I'm just pulling up the story about President Obama and Chavez. And I even touched on the whole situation with um, with Dick Cheney saying that it was so disgraceful. And, you know, even when we look at all of the stories saying what's talking about President Obama's first 100 days, at what point did that become a metric for us to gauge how well our president is doing, like what significance does 100 have? But anyway, that, I guess that's something that we can really look at um, next week because I think next week is when he'll reach his first 100 days. But just, you know, I'm always giving side notes. I'm actually in a documentary that's being um, produced by my friend Melissa Oltu out of New York City, and it's about President Obama's, it's called From Zero to 90. Oh, wait, it's his first 90 days. I'm sorry. It's his, so I think she's actually in the editing stage now. But it's called From Zero to 90, and it's talking about his first 90 days in office. And I was interviewed 
excuse me, for that documentary. But anyway, let me read to you this little piece from Huffington Post. In video footage from Venezuelan state television that emerged Monday, which is yesterday, the interaction between President Obama and President Hugo Chavez this past weekend at the Summit of the Americas in Trinidad and Tobago is shown to have not been all smiles and backpacks, as has been widely reported. In the video, there seems to be a level of subtlety awkward discord between the always cool Obama and the rather perpetetic Chavez. A description of the New York Times notes, no smiles in this exchange. In fact, Obama at first appears eager to walk away and is held back by Chavez. The American president then dominates the ongoing discussion and is seen gesturing with his right hand and pointing his finger several times at Chavez's chest. No word yet from the White House on the comments of this little-known exchange. Before I read on, I just want to, I have to insert, we, anybody who is um, a professional, dare I say, knows about body language um, and knows about mannerisms and gestures. Those things are really, really important. And one day last week, there's a 24-hour supermarket right next to the gym um, where I go in the morning, and my husband goes with me. And last week, and this, I wasn't even going to talk about it, but it speaks exactly to what I just read. We were talking about something stupid. It wasn't an argument or anything. We were just talking. But he and I are both extremely animated. And so we're in the produce, <laughs> we're in the produce section because we always buy fruit after the gym, and we're, you know, standing close to each other, gesturing and talking. Probably we were, I was probably knowing me, complaining about how much the fruit and vegetables cost. And we were just like, can you believe it? And da-da-da, and da-da-da-da-da, and we're using our hands. And But there was no stretch of the imagination and argument. And when we finished, I turned around, and there were a few people staring at us. And I laughed because they probably thought we were arguing. Now, you all know I'm a public speaker, and so I speak on stages in front of hundreds of people. So I have to be extremely animated, and I use my voice, and I use my arms, and I use all of these things to get my point across. So as we swing that back to what I just read, you know, they said that he had his finger pointing in his chest. We don't know what was said. So for all we know, he could have been pointing his finger in his chest and saying, you know what, I want a shirt just like that. We don't know. And I think it's reaching for the media to actually say, well, he, you know, his face said this or his mannerism said that because, you know what, at the end of the day, we really don't know what, what the dialogue was. And the piece on Huffington Post, according to the L.A. Times, said we don't know what they were talking about. And because we don't know what they were talking about, how can we assume that there was anger and there was no smiles? There's times when, you know, I can tell my kids, you know something, I really love you, you know, and you're just not at that skippy happy moment. So I think it just speaks to us having to report something or the sensationalism of the media that mandates we make something out of nothing. And it's very frustrating to make something out of nothing because quite often that can lead to erroneous reporting. So on that note, let me go back to what this says. Uh, as we swing back, um, now, from Jake Tapper on Huffington Post, he gives an update. And I haven't read this, 
and sometimes I read ahead so that I can know what I'm going to talk about. Well, I always know what I'm going to talk about, but some, some of the pieces I want to read fresh when I read them with you all because I don't want my responses or my passions to be watered down. I want you guys to feel what I'm feeling as I'm reading it. So, And, yes, Mom, I said reading it and not reading it. <laughs> I want you all to hear what I'm, what, what I'm hearing as I'm reading it. Um, Jake Tapper gave an update. Jake Tapper from Huffington Post gave an update. And it reads as follows. <clears throat> Some readers note that while the exchange between Chavez and Obama appears serious, it does not seem particularly heated or hostile. The reporter in the segment does not report anything new beyond what has been reported elsewhere, namely that the two leaders got along well and expressed mutual respect. Though some have construed Obama's mannerisms in the video above to be tense, it may, well, may very well be that the leaders were discussing something serious beyond the fanfare of the event. Rather than from any per perturbation, oh gosh, this is why I should have gotten higher on my SATs, P-E-R-T-U-R-B-A-T-I-O-N, perturbation or provocation from either side. Oh, wait a minute. I know, now I know that word is a derivative from the word perturbed which can mean angry. Okay, see, I was paying attention. Okay, I see the word perturbed in there. So that tells me that, you know, perturbed is, could be slightly angered. Um, damn, I should have studied harder for my SATs. But anyway, um, or provocation from either side, which uh, the, going into the etymology of that would be to provoke, so without being provoked from either side. Other readers caution that, Venezuela, <laughs> Venezolana de Televisión, which I can only assume is Venezuelan television. Oh, see, here it is, Venezuela's state-run network. And the only station to catch these particular encounters on tape is often labeled by critics as, propaganda, as a propaganda machine for Chavez. By these accounts, any state-provided interpretation of the conversation may require a grain of salt. The full conversation between the two leaders is yet to be commented on by any U.S. representative. And lastly, the segment translates roughly as, at the end of the whole meeting, President Barack Obama returned to approach President Hugo Chavez again. He took him again by the shoulder and told him, bye-bye, my friend, which means goodbye, my friend. We're going to replay for you exclusive images from Venzolano de Televisión, which is the station name, a world introduction. It was the only media of all, all of the press teams that have worked here on coverage of the fifth summit of the Americas that has obtained images of this encounter. Images in this video, as well as photo, which can be seen by the whole world on the Internet, as well as, of course, the weekly offerings of Venezuelan television. Finally, as we're telling you in the press releases we've been able to read, it is reported that this meeting between both heads of state has been of respect, cordiality, and trust. For his part, Barack Obama has committed to not interfering in the internal affairs of the countries of this hemisphere. All have faith in these meetings that have taken place here. The meeting between Barack Obama and UNASUR and the meeting between Central American countries. So at the end of the day, I totally agree with what Reg VIP put in the chat room. Sounds like they're trying to make a big issue of nothing. And that's exactly what I said at the top of the show. A lot of times I say things or I believe things in my spirit, and it's so 
contradictory to what the general population believes. But I put actually on my Facebook page that um, what's the big deal that he shook his hand as long as he used Purell after. And I probably said that in a more facetious tone just because I'm sick. You know, you can shake hands, you got to wash your hands, and da, 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 da. But you know what? When we really look at it, I have all the faith in the world in President Obama's judgment. And that's what speaks to what's going to get the country out of this mess, judgment. Not did he shake his hand, can people now send money to Cuba, can people now travel between here and Cuba. No, none of that. It really boils down to we elected this man to run this country, and can he do it? And you know something? I have said many times on this show that, you know, I did not want to be accused of drinking the Obama Kool-Aid, but you know something? I totally, totally trust his judgment. My son just told me that one of his friends, they're 19 years old, just joined the Marines, and initially my heart sank. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to the military? And you know what I told my son? I said, maybe you should consider it because President Obama, you know, Barack Obama is our president, and I feel much more comfortable with my son going into the military now than when the last guy we had was in office. So on that note, that's my commentary for Politics Remix. And tomorrow we're actually interviewing Crew Girl Order, which is a new group on Chuck D's label, who I just absolutely adore. I'm going to post my interview with them that I took at um, Flavor Flav's 50th birthday party at BB King's in New York City. I'm so excited to interview Crew Girl Order tomorrow, which is Wednesday, on the show. But always remember, just even in your travels, that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you to everybody who joined me in the chat room. It's your girl, Cy Brown, right here for Life Remix Radio, and I'll see you tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. As we proceed to This is the one boy, aka DJ Rabbit, representing Rabbit Productions, hanging out chilling with my girl Side Buggy. That's right, Cy Brown on politicsremix.com. Say word.